Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of Mihita Talks. I'm your host, Sherry Altergat, the Chief Experience Officer at the CX Edge. Today, I am delighted to have Milt Tandy with us. He's the president of Wirecrafters and the star of Mondays with Milt. Welcome, Milt. Thank you very much, Sherry. How are you? Very well. Thank you for being with us today. And I have to say, I've been following Mondays with Milt um, at Wirecrafters on LinkedIn, and you guys have come up with some really unique, clever stuff that I think probably not only helps your clients and helps the industry to give us some more visibility. So very well done. Well, thank you very much. We have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, we can tell. It's always nice to have fun with what you do, and you can tell that you and your team really enjoy it. So that's awesome. We'll talk a little bit more about Mondays with Melt as we get through this, but um, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind just introducing yourself to our audience. Um, I know you've been in the industry for a really long time, so I'm sure a lot of our listeners already know who you are. But I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about Wirecrafters and how you got started in this business. Yeah, so Wirecrafters is a family-owned business. It's owned by the Debold family, uh, and it's now in its 53rd year. Uh, but it's always been, it, you know, it started off as a very small wire fabricating shop. And as the company grew, like from 1967, over the first seven or eight years, uh, they decided to really specialize in wire partitions. So with that being said, uh, I came on board in 1980 when it was still a very, very small company. Uh, there was only one other salesperson at the time. And we've really uh, taken off. We worked very hard. I've been there uh, this November will be 40 years. Uh, so it's really the only full-time job I've had. And Wirecrafters uh, has been uh, a great company. Uh, owned by the Debold family, and they've been a great family to work for. Well, that's such a great story, and I think that's one of the things that a lot of people in this industry love about this industry, that we tend to stay a, a long time and promote from within. Um, so that's awesome to hear. That sounds like quite a ride you've had. Um, so I would be remiss if we didn't bring up the current um, pandemic we're going through. Now, Wirecrafters, I know, is a manufacturer, correct? That's right, yes. And so how have you been handling your response, um, not only for your team, but also for your clients um, in response to the current coronavirus crisis? Yeah, well, it's been, uh, you know, for us, it's probably like a lot of other companies. It's been fairly tough. Uh, obviously, when we're selling our product, through distributors and they are not allowed to go into their customers, it makes it really hard for them to sell not only our product, but any other product they represent. So, you know, we have seen a decline uh, like a lot of uh, companies due to the fact that our distributors just can't get out there and make the calls uh, like they had in the past. Uh, but here at Wirecrafters, uh, we've continued to work all of our employees. You know, we've got a handful that work remote, but for the most part, uh, most everyone is coming into the facility. 
and we do everything that we should be doing when it comes to cleaning and sanitizing and you know we're taking temperatures every day and wearing masks and you know all those things that i think a lot of people are doing and in addition to that we uh, because we are a partition manufacturer we also came out with a uh, separation barrier uh, that companies can use to separate employees. So, you know, it's kind of a full height barrier made out of polycarbonate. Uh, so it's just another way that we can provide safety and separation, which is what our typical product does. Well, that's good. I think, you know, the, the innovation that sparks through this crisis, I think, will live on. And I, I've seen those partitions on the news at various manufacturing facilities as a way to create social distancing for people who work in a, a factory or distribution type setting. So that's awesome. Um, you had mentioned a little bit at the beginning that it, it's really changed from a distributor perspective you know, that they can't necessarily go see clients, they can't have some of those meetings. Um, and this business, historically, it's really been a business built on relationships. And a lot of those relationships are relationships that distributors or end user um, companies are, are talking to and have developed those one-on-one -on -one relationships. With the inability to see people in person, I think it's changing the landscape of this industry um, to a little degree, meaning we can't have those face-to-face -face communications. And I think marketing plays a really big role in getting the word out there about who you are and what you do when you don't have an environment that allows salespeople to go into distribution facilities. So I know at Wirecrafters, you put a lot of emphasis on marketing. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about what role marketing plays in your business strategy. You know, marketing is extremely important uh, to wirecrafters, and and we take it very seriously. We, you know, we have a marketing department, and I can remember for so many years I was the marketing manager, and all that meant was you were the guy that placed the ads in the magazines, and uh, boy, has that changed dramatically. <laughs> so you know, just today we were working with a local publication that also has a digital marketing campaign. And although they're local, they're in 43 different markets around the country. And, you know, you know, I was working with our marketing team and the advertising director of this, of this company, just trying to see what more can we do, you know, to get our products out there and help our distributors do the same thing. So, you know, we look at our top distributors around the country, and many times we are taking our literature and taking their logos and working together. So if they are not in a position where they can create their own uh brochures or flyers or email blast material, we're doing that for our distributors every day. So yeah, it's it's extremely important to build that uh, strong partnership and relationship with those distributors around the country so that they can do their job. And, mm -hmm. you know, 
as you talked about early on about you know what we do with Mondays with Milt, we have found that videos are so important and we get that out there you know to our distributors as often as possible. Uh, we're working on video we have one one of our marketing uh, team members really does nothing but videos uh, throughout the day. Wow. And that, I mean, you don't see that a lot in this industry with such a focus on marketing. And I think it's a, a miss. I think it's an area that the industry as a whole needs to get better on. And I think you're at the forefront of that. Um, you had said when you started as a marketing manager, your job was to place ads. Um, back in, I started this industry in 2001. At that time, the company I was working for was spending $80,000 a year on yellow page advertisements. And cut to today, we're not spending any money, obviously, in yellow page advertisements, but companies have not put even a fourth of that money into strategies around digital marketing. And that really, it has been the future. I think the crisis we're going through now is putting that on a faster trajectory where more people are gonna be getting on board. So you had mentioned Mondays with Milt, and I know that's part of your social media strategy. What role does social media really play specifically within the overall marketing strategy? It's one of the biggest players in our marketing plan. We do a lot of work, as I said, with our distributors. And then the, and then the other part of the work is probably with social media. That is how we have found to be the best way that we can brand our name. And, you know, there's been people that have asked, you know, how do you know that Facebook or Twitter or Instagram is really working for you? And I and I've told them when when you drive down the interstate and you see a billboard for McDonald's, when you go into a McDonald's restaurant, no one is asking you, are you here because you saw our billboard? They just know that it's something they have to do to brand their name. And that's the way we look at it. We, we don't expect to be able to tie back a group of purchase orders to social media, but we know that we are branding our name a little bit more. And, you know, with a lot of our distributors, if they can put something on social media once a week or once a day, they feel like, they're making an achievement, especially if they can do something daily. Uh, our goal is to have 30 items on social media every day, 30 different items. So it's a huge undertaking, but that's the way in today's world, that's how you're going to brand your company, I believe. Well, Milt, I have to say you just brought a tear to my eye to hear you say some of these things that um, people in the marketing space have been talking about for a long time. Um, you know, you have to have a different expectation when it comes to social media. It's not a direct ROI. It really is about building that brand awareness. So I think the fact that you've invested in it and taken it seriously is something that other people in this industry should really look up to. So thank you for sharing that. Um, what are some of the things you said you're posting? Your goal is to post about 30 things a day to social media. 
what do you believe are some of the most important things to consider when developing a social media strategy? Is it just frequency or are you looking at other elements to make sure they're included as well? It is frequency, no question about that, but it's also having a combination of uh, where you're posting. You know, in in our world, uh, there's a lot of people on LinkedIn. We We find that our demographics lend itself quite well to LinkedIn. So not only are we putting photos with captions, but you've got to have the videos. And that's really, you can really tell the difference in someone that's just doing a video with their phone versus someone that that may have uh, someone that understands how to do video the correct way. So that's that's really been, like I say, one of our team members probably spends about 98% of his day just working on videos. And, and we find that just so important so that you can engage the end user and, of course, your distributor. You can get their attention so much easier. Agreed. Agreed. So, you know, now that, that you're president of Wire Counters and you're driving this initiative with social media, um, as I mentioned before in this industry, we have a lot of people that tend not to leave the industry. They've probably worked for Wirecrafters for a long time, maybe aren't comfortable with social media. I believe a lot of companies' biggest opportunity in gaining followers through social media is through their employees sharing and liking. Have you had any, and I noticed you feature a lot of your employees on the videos that you're posting. Have you had any trouble gaining acceptance from your team members about the importance of social media? Well, I can't, I can't really say that we've had any, anyone, any pushback. However, there are some people that just are not going to share because they just don't go on it that often. And then at times I'm pleasantly surprised when there's a, you know, there's five or 10 people that I really wouldn't have expected them to be a part of it, but they share everything we do. So yeah, there's, it's like anything. There's a group of employees that look for it and they like to share it. The reason we try to get our employees involved is because if you can grab a guy out of the engineering department, uh, someone else out of accounting, someone else out of the production floor, they tend to share it with, with their immediate coworkers, and then you start seeing a little more action with it. So it's been very important to get quite a few people involved within the company. And I think it helps even to build a, a pipeline of, of talent and have people interested in coming to work for Wirecrafters when they see what fun environment um, you guys have and how engaged your employees certainly are. Um, so that's neat to see. Did you have to do any education um, to your employees just about maybe the basics of social media or the importance or, or why Wirecrafters is using it? Um, or has this just been kind of a slow adoption that over time people have gotten on board? Yeah, I think it has been kind of a, a slow adoption that people are now catching on to. 
the the younger employees, it's just part of their life. They're they're just they're used to it. It's it's what they've known. Uh, mm-hmm. But for some of the employees that have been here a longer time, uh, like myself, you've got, <laughs> sometimes you've got to convince them that there is good things going on here, and uh, and and they will they'll shake their head and agree with you, but they they don't always get real active with it. Uh, mm-hmm. But the young the younger people have a good time with it. No, there's no question there. Awesome. Thank you. All right. I'm going to switch gears just a little bit. I'd like to ask this question of our guests, um, given that this is out to the Mahita audience. We talked a little bit about the material handling industry, and you've been in the industry for so long. So I'd like to get feedback of what people love about the material handling industry and what's kept you in it for so long. You know, what I really love about the material handling industry is uh, probably something you'll hear from a lot of people, the relationships that you build over the years. And that's really been strong for me. Uh, In the early days, we didn't get out too much. We were a small company and we were inside uh, the building every day. And we built the relationships on the phones. But uh, the, you know, the really, the really neat part about it is the more that we uh, got active in the trade shows, uh, and we got active with Mahita. That's when we really started uh, meeting all of the different people. So it took that relationship to a different level from just someone on the phone to someone you were with three or four days at a time from a conference, uh, eventually being on the board of directors for the Mahita organization. Uh, the relationships have just been so much fun to build on. And, you know, and it's a product that uh, people are using in the warehouse and manufacturing facility. So it's kind of neat just seeing the different products uh, in the industry. That makes it really, uh, you know, a good a, a good business to be a part of. It certainly does. So thank you. And thank you for your service on the Mahita board. Um, this is going to bring us to the end of our podcast. We'd like to get to know our Mahita members a little bit better. So we're going to do 10 lightning round questions. Quick answers. First thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Favorite city in the United States besides the one that you live in? Chicago. Right. I, I live in Chicago. I like that answer. <laughs> did, you have, did you have a mentor? Not really. I, I really can't say that I do. What is your favorite social media platform? Oh, boy, that is a tough one. Probably Facebook. On a scale of 1 to 10, how good of a driver would you say you are? Oh, you know, I would probably put myself at about an 8 or a 9. What's your favorite junk food? Uh, Potato chips. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Um, What accomplishment are you most proud of? Well, the, uh, the high school that I went to, they inducted me into their Hall of Honors. So that was, wow. I was very happy about that. That's very cool. Do you prefer Godfather or Star Wars? Godfather, no question. <laughs> what's your, what's the guilty pleasure that you have? Probably a hot fudge Sunday. Have you watched Tiger King? I watched the first three episodes and then I was pretty much done. (laughs) (laughs) And what do you do to relax? 
I probably I would say that I go to my lake house and I have a bourbon out on the porch. I can get on board with that. Well, no, <laughs> this has been a pleasure. You're certainly an innovator in our industry, especially with what you're doing with social media. Um, do you have any last words you want to leave our, our audience with? Well, this is uh, all about Mahita, and that has just been a great organization for not only myself, but for Wirecrafters overall. So awesome. I'll, uh, maybe I'll have a bourbon and cheer them tonight. <laughs> I do too. I'll join you in a social distance. <laughs> well, this has been Mahita Talks. Thank you for those of you who have joined, and we hope to see you in the next episode. Thanks again, Miltz. Thank you.